I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time. I'm joined by my friends, Jackie and Vanessa. Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm the Ultimate Friends fan, but I may be upstage today again <laughs> by somebody else. <laughs> and I'm Vanessa Martinez, and I'm the newbie to Friends. Yes, so in addition to discussing the 18th episode, the one with all the poker, we have a special guest who might be a bigger uh, Friends fan than Jackie, so we'll see. But Jason, can you believe it? We're on the 18th episode? I, we're, I, I'm so excited about this. This has been a really fun project. Yes, 18 episodes in. We're almost through the first season, but we have so much to go. We're not even 10% of the way done yet. But you know what I'm noticing too is like as we're discussing this is that I'm starting to get a new perspective on all these friends as well. I've seen it so many times, but it's a new perspective because of you guys. And we talk about it. Yeah. 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 I love it. It's the one with all the poker. I really love this episode. It premiered on March 2nd, 1995 to 30.4 million viewers. So the crossover, the two episodes they did, the the really and when they had the benefit of being Seinfeld's lead out definitely benefited them to keep this 30 million viewers so the strategy is working I can't imagine like 30 million viewers for any show TV right now like when Big Bang ended you know like what last year they barely had 20 which was huge huge for this day and age yep all right Jackie give us an overview well this was a quick and easy overview Rachel's trying to find a new job. The gang all plays poker. It's men versus women. That was like the quickest recap we have ever had. Because they're all there together. And it really, it's the men versus women. And I like that dynamic because this is the first time kind of like we've seen them do their own little things, you know, when like they went to the hockey game, you know, and then the women stayed back and had, you know, figuring out their plans. Now it's all together and they're versus. <laughs> well, here's that's the thing. true. They're all, uh, all six of them are in kind of every scene almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing too. It's such a short recap, but such a big meaning. I feel like behind the oh, whole yeah. poker dynamic, um, because yeah, it, it, to me, it basically meant, you know, there's a big backstory to it. You know, it's really progressive for this show. I feel like now, learning more about it, men versus women, as Jackie said, but it's so relevant in what we're still talking about today, where women can be just as good as men. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this poker episode kind of showed that. Yeah. The poker table has been a traditionally a male dominated space with cigars and uh, beer and uh, one syllable snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, are you a poker player? Um, I've played on and off through the years. I I, I like it. It's a you know it's a fun game. What are I you think guys? I think I remember my dad trying to teach me a little bit, but I I just don't know the thought of losing money to just lose money. I'd rather lose money on a new pair of shoes. <laughs> well, I think what they talk about in this episode is very true. It's it's about it's a it's a bluffing strategy more than it is. Because especially if you're, I was thinking about this, it, you know, there are only 52 cards in a deck. And if you have six mm-hmm. people, as soon and you they all have five cards, that's 30, most of the deck is already out. Mm-hmm. So the chances of you actually getting one of the hands they got in, in, in the show are pretty slim. So yeah. you, the best you're probably going to get is a pair or two pairs. So you can win with, you know, two pairs, you can win. 
Yeah. I've never played poker. I, um, I've tried to learn once at my brother-in-law's family's house, but I had like a cheat sheet of all the hands. And um, again, I'm not a big gambler either. Vanessa, I'm the same as you. I'd rather lose my money to a good pair of shoes, like, or jeans or, you know, shopping or at least something in home decor, you know, like. Yeah, I, I, can, I can barely play the slot machines in Vegas. Too. I just I hit the pins and hope for the best. My <laughs> limit on slot machines is $40. And that's it. Mine's like $5. <laughs> but it's it's a strategy game of, of you know so it's very social trying to bluff people and you know mm-hmm. not showing your thing not going oh i got the card i wanted when i got it like uh phoebe did oh, yeah. yeah and they all switch they all switch with um yeah, each other. Oh, I have this. oh yeah, yeah. I, don't, but I don't need it i'm going for fours yeah. <laughs> and it is a big strategy i have a friend who's actually a professional poker player and he um he has these homework assignments and he has a, a coach a poker coach and all that so he's very he's very um He's very mathematical thinking, you know, and, and he's very forward in that sense. He's very smart. So it's a big strategy game. But again, he's a male and, and this is male versus female in this episode. And I like how they, they bring that conversation up. Like you said, it's still relevant today. Well, after the first game, the women, when the women are like, wait, what just happened? I'm paying you money for this. They, they, <laughs> they go in it fun because it's going to be a little party and a little social thing. And then they come out not very happy. Yeah. Yes. Well, they play poker three different times in this episode. And so you see the first one where they don't know what they're doing. The second one where they got coached. And then the third time is the final game. So that was my thing. Monica's uh, after the first round, she's like, oh, no. I so she calls her Aunt Iris. And Aunt Iris comes and uh, teaches them to play the game. And I think Aunt Iris just blasts onto that screen and just takes over. She's mm-hmm. so funny and so good. She goes, She's she's bluffing all the way through about the whole Tony. I hit Tony Randall's car and the whole thing. Don't believe a word anyone says to you at a poker game. Yeah. By the way, I, I like your earrings. And Phoebe goes, "Oh, thank you." And then she can't decide if it's real or fake. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But Aunt Iris is played by Beverly Garland, who was a as a Hollywood legend. She was uh, the stepmom in My Three Sons years ago uh, on that show. And then she was in uh, the TV version of Scarecrow and Mrs. King. But what she's really known for <clears throat> is there's a hotel over in um, in the Valley. It used to be called the Beverly Garland because her husband owned it and named it after her. Mm-hmm. It's Now it's called the Garland. It's a great little uh, ho- Holiday Inn right there in the Valley. Oh, I didn't no. know that. I had Have you no been? Yeah, I actually the first time I went there, we went there for union negotiations. So I've spent many days. There. <laughs> no. there you it's go. a lovely little uh, little motel right in the valley, close to everything. You should check it out. I think it's on Vineland or Lancashire, mm. one of those two streets right there. Mm. So Maybe you can have a great. A friends with friends on the road into a podcast <laughs> and then head to New York while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My we have lots of things we're learning about here, right? Yeah, I love to go to New York. But I like um, they're bringing in like these big, again, like I didn't know who she was. So having your perspective of like all these stars that they bring in and, you know, we were, me and Vanessa are a little too young to know who those people are. So, but they know, the actors know, the actors know who these people are. Looking back at who they had on, like George Clooney, Helen Hunt, mm-hmm. Hank Azaria, Joel Goodacre, like I wouldn't have known yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. Did you know that the cast played poker together yes. in between uh, tags? 
Yeah. Oh, that's I, really got the idea for the show. Because they all bonded. That's how they became friends. And it is a bonding experience, that game, because you're bluffing, you're not, and then you're in between, you're taking, you know, you're you're, you're filming a show, but like in the game, you're talking, you're just having good time with your friends and nobody's off on their own. You know, I'm sure they did, but they didn't have cell phones. then, so nobody's like, so into their cell phones. then. so I like how they, they use that game to bond. So that game was mainly like, Hey, let's play poker. Or did they learn because of this episode? I wonder. No, I think it's the other way around. I think they probably yeah. picked this episode, put it in this episode because they all played poker while they were in between takes or setting scenes and that sort of thing. If you guys had to pick at who really was good at poker amongst the cast, who, who do you guys think it would be? Chandler. Hmm. I, would, I would say Matthew Perry would probably yeah. be the best. Why? I don't know. He's smart. He's uh, strategic. Yeah. He's a good actor. <laughs> well, <laughs> a good bluffer. Good yeah, good I guess that's, it's good for actors to play poker because they're good yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he... Because he plays up the awkward Chandler, obviously, when he's acting, but he, I think in real life, he's just kind of, he kind of has those quips and have those, um, those kind of comebacks and thinking light on his feet, you know? But what if it was always like the quiet ones or the ones you would never suspect to be good at poker? That's true. Yeah. Who would be the quiet ones? <laughs> still waters run deep. I don't know. <laughs> Baby Phoebe was. But who, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come up with lots more to talk about, the opening scene, uh, Marcel's uh, obsession with his favorite song, <laughs> and then how the poker dynamic actually contributes to Ross and Rachel's relationship evolution. All right, a lot more to talk about. We'll be, we'll be right back. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, we are back. Friends with Friends, episode number 18, the one with all the poker. The open. I love the opening scene of this, show, this episode. When they're doing the assembly line of... Mm-hmm. Um, stuffing the resume envelopes for Rachel to help her get a job and they're whistling uh, the song uh, Colonel Bogey, which is a traditional military march, which was in Bridget on the River Kwai back in the 50s, which is a movie starring Alec Guinness, who won an Oscar for that, but also was Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you brought Jesus. it to Star Wars because I was like, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was also in Breakfast Club. Did you see Breakfast Club? Yes. In there where they whistled the same song. Yes, I recognize the song. I yeah. just didn't know what it was called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't even know I had a name. I just thought it was something like, people. Like a march. Oh, yeah. Like a march. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Jason, did you ever have to mail resumes like that? Well, I was going to say that. There's something you guys, yes, I used to say, uh, I used to do the same thing right after college. I would stuff and I would send out big clumps of them and you had to send them in the mail and they had to get there. They had to be processed. So it would be weeks before you ever heard oh, it. You know, it was crazy. And then in our business, you would actually send a, a VHS uh, video. Mm-hmm. If you're a reporter, you sent your reel. If you were a producer, you sent a show that you produced. So you had to mail all of that in too. Wow. It must cost a lot to like try to get a yeah, job. Yeah, it was expensive <laughs> for sure. Well, well, I'm, more, I'm more concerned about Jason's desk being stacked with all these videotapes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, when I started interning here about 10 years ago, we would still get resumes for interns here. For I remember I would be opening the, the entertainment department mail. And then we'd still get tapes, too, like t- only 10 years ago. So it, it's, it developed within the past, I want to say, five years. You know, when I started working here, they, it was DVDs then, by then. But mm-hmm. um, when I started working here in 2008, when I got here, there were three of those mail bins full of dvds they were oh, all resume, and i went through every one of them wow, wow. that's amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah I had, oh my gosh i had to yeah i remember when i applied for my internship at ktla i remember submitting it online so oh, everything yeah. i did was online what year was that it was in 2011. 2011. yeah so just three years yeah. yeah. Well, me and Vanessa, so we both went to Cal State Fullerton, me and Vanessa did. We both majored in broadcast journalism. She was a year behind me, but I never knew her at Cal State Fullerton. We didn't meet until we both interned here at KTLA. So, And Jackie was training me. So there was a, yeah. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we go way back. We go way back, Vanessa. You didn't hear what he said. That explains a lot. <laughs> You read, you have to read between the lines. <laughs> You're about to um, but yeah, I just I'm I just think about you know all that effort it goes into you know because even creating a resume is challenging enough because you want to make sure you present yourself in the best way possible. But mm-hmm. I can only imagine how you know Rachel had to make sure everything was you know stamped, ready to go, sent to all the right places. But then when she discovers that error on one oh resume, God. she's like. <laughs> I hope it's not on all of them. <laughs> and that yeah. happens. Literally, you would you know, you'd get your resume and then you would go and make the copies of it or you print them out or whatever and then it's ruined. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to throw them all out and start over. And this is the first time we see Rachel like actually she I can't be pouring coffee for everybody um forever and so she's really it's like okay I got a job now now she's like going on to the next thing and she's wants a career in fashion so this is the first time we see her moving towards an actual career rather than just being a waitress at Central Park yes yeah. so second poker game she comes in and she's so excited about her interview and it went so well and she's so optimistic mm-hmm. that it's really cute mm-hmm. but then they lose and then uh, then she loses her mind she's gotten scrappy Mm-hmm. And Rachel she's a little fiery these days. Mm-hmm. Your she favorite, uh, Vanessa. Your favorite line is from that scene, right? Yeah, that's my one of my favorite lines. Is um, I think it's a big power line. She goes, "Oh, I'm a man. Oh, I have a penis. Oh, I have to win money to exert my power over women." Um, I think that's a big telling line for Rachel and you know how she says she's getting snappy but it also digs deeper into the whole kind of meaning of the episode and how uh men 
feel like they're better than women in a way. And so it's important for Rachel to like state her mind and state what she wants. And so what's also interesting is that um, if you notice in the cut shot right before this, um, Rachel is sitting down. But when they cut to her to say this, she's standing up. We never see her standing up. We just see her already stood up. So I feel like the directors were probably like, wait, cut. You need to stand up when you say this. So this gives you more power in your words. Mm -hmm. That's true. And this is also back to Rachel. Rachel and Ross are going at it with each other. And so you kind of see their chemistry and their relationship about uh, developing here. It's very much just them two. But it teeters on that edge. I mean, Mm -hmm. it gets really, especially for a sitcom, it gets kind of nasty. Especially for the two of them. And Ross is very aggressive in this episode, too, as as the poker player. When he's sitting down to play the poker player, he's much more aggressive than he is in his regular life. So poker is a good escape for him, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, the guys point that out too. It's like, what was that? I'm not Mr. Nice Guy speech, you know? And it's like, who who are you? You're Mr. Sensitive and Romantic most of the time until he sits down and, and plays poker. So who do you yeah. have to be? Who is he turning into? Is he just trying to show off for Rachel? Well, I will say his sweet side did come out at the end because oh. when they were sitting there, Rachel gets the phone call saying, you know, you didn't get the job and she's upset about it. Mm-hmm. And Rachel wants to continue on with the game mm-hmm. and Ross you don't know what he's thinking in his head you know but he kind of throws her a bone or a card I should say and plays nice but but you know do you think it was the do you think this episode was showing that Ross cared for her or that kind of men throw a woman a bone and no I don't think that I think it was yeah really it was Ross I mean yeah she is so devastated and you can see and we've all done that and imagine having to taking that phone call in front of all your friends mm-hmm. yeah I that's, mean, that's, that's embarrassing that's tough and she really wanted that job and she would have been great at it mm-hmm. as we know from going forward but mm-hmm. you know she would have been really good at that job and it's you know it's kind of her dream job and she gets it's devastating for her and but she want she has to keep up a good face and she's like just continue on you know mm-hmm. she wants to go to her room mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. oh of course yeah i just like like how she puts it all in and then and that's all the thing. in all in and then she asks like i'm a little short you know then the other ladies put in their money and then when ross is like i'm a little shy and then joey goes it's okay ross you can say anything <laughs> <laughs> joey always like, yes count on him to cut the tension with a joke yeah it's the tense moments and that's what this show does it's like there's these tense moments where it's like going back and forth and then you see that little lie and you just laugh and then they all put it in and they never reveal what Ross really had. Yes. What do you guys think? Did you guys? Oh, he think? totally had a better hand. He did. He just wanted to make her happy. So yeah, but look. But look how happy she is. She and is. If he would if he wouldn't have tried to cover the cards at the end. Yeah. And keep keep Joey and Chandler from seeing it. But mm-hmm. what you're really supposed to do when you fold like that and you have a good hand, you're supposed to shuffle them a little bit so no one can find it. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I didn't know that. <laughs> My favorite line came from that um, that third game as well is when. Um, he comes out of the bathroom. Your money's mine, Green, and she goes, "Your fly is open, Geller." <laughs> they're going back and forth at it, you know. And so it's just them two, and kind of show showing their relationship and how it's progressing. 
Yeah, it totally does. I think it's so sweet and how happy she is when she wins because she mm-hmm. needed she needed something to be happy, and, that, and that's what you do in relationships. You, mm-hmm. you know, you take care of each other and support each other in however ways you can, and that's mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of Marcel playing in the jungle? Do you think he's getting jungle fever? <laughs> well, maybe that is setting us up for yeah, what's to come. <laughs> and that song is actually an important song for our later episodes from the one um, after the Super Bowl. So we'll um, we'll talk about that song as well. And the whole thing is still about the whole having a monkey is just yeah, hilarious. It's and so the, I, it made me laugh when he played the song. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you could, t- it's like having that kid that watches the sh- the same TV show over and over again, or with the same movie over and over again. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Frozen too. It's like if I have to listen to Frozen one more time, <laughs> <laughs> that's what my mom says about Friends. Ah, oh, you and your friends. <laughs> it's like every time I, I go home to visit, like I would put it on, you know, and she's like, "What again? What again?" And then that was the same thing with me and Wizard of Oz when I was a kid. And so it's like, "Oh, there's yeah. Wizard of Oz." Again. And that's like my husband right now, who's always watching American Dad or Family Guy. <laughs> all right any final thoughts i like the whole context of this whole entire episode men versus women and rachel kind of coming up with that line you know um and coming on into her own of who she is she's staying up for herself and i like that all right well that was a fun uh episode to talk about coming up we got a special guest uh Sean Judge, all the way from England, talking about it. He may be a bigger uh, Friends fan than you, Jackie. What do you well, think? Well, I mean, he has so many followers, so <laughs> maybe he is, because he has over 100,000 Instagram followers. He's turned it into a business, too, so we'll have lots to talk about with him. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. All right, and we're back. This is Friends with Friends, and we've been discussing the one with all the poker, and we have a new friend joining us, Sean Judge from Essex, England. Welcome, Sean. Hello. Thank you for having me. So I think it's this is fascinating. You um, have not one but two Instagram pages dedicated to friends. Yes. Um, I've got my main friends account, which is friends underscore fest, and it has 130,000 Instagram followers. And then I've got my backup account to that, the Friends content, which has nearly 20,000. <laughs> that is a lot of Friends followers. So when did you create uh, it and when did it start to take off? I created it just for fun, like nearly five years ago, like five years ago in October. And it was just completely for fun because I just love Friends. And um, I got better at editing, like all the scenes and everything. And then... All of a sudden, my followers just going up and up and up, and I was like, "This could actually like be something." So, yeah, just keep going on it, like posting every day, keeping everyone entertained. Wow, that's as you, yeah. <laughs> as your followers increased, did you feel the pressure to keep both of them up with content updated? Um, yeah, like 
when I started, I was posting scenes that probably weren't that popular, but now I'm like, need to get as many likes and like keep them entertained as possible. So doing like all the popular scenes, like the main ones. Do you have like an organized chart of how you keep all like what scenes you recently posted, what you haven't posted yet? I've done like 1,700 posts. So it's so hard to keep up with what I have posted and what I haven't, especially because I do a column on my account like for facts and there's not that many that you can like find all the time. But yeah, I try and keep as make as many new ones as possible like all the time. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So when you started this, you said it was five years ago. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 17. You're 17? I actually, yeah, I started the account when I was 13. Wow. Wow. Okay, so when did you start watching Friends then? Probably just the year before when I was about 12. Mum got me into So you guys watched it on Comedy Central UK, right? Yeah. That's awesome. So it's so cool to me because like, okay, so you were 13 when you started the count. You started watching Friends at 12 and it still like yeah. resonated with you at that young age. Yeah. I think the show, like it's obviously it was filmed like ages ago, but it's kept so popular now and it just never gets old. I mean, I still laugh at the episodes. I've watched them like a hundred times. Me too. I, I, everybody <laughs> knows that listens to this podcast. I uh, fall asleep to it every night. And I've seen it so many times over and over. Yeah. And even like when I'm doing these summaries for the podcast, I'm laughing out loud as I'm writing my favorite <laughs> lines, you know, because it yeah. still resonates and it's still so good. Yeah, and so is it only, it's only you doing these two accounts? There's nobody else? No, I did have another friend's account where I had other people do it, but I just prefer doing everything by myself, to be honest. So it's all just me. So you posted on the one guy, it's friends underscore fests. You posted 1761 posts. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> it is. So now do you like, uh, you know, watch every day to try to get new, uh, new memes and things to post? Yeah, I've got the box set and, um, Obviously, I've got Netflix, and we still have it in France. We've still got friends on Netflix in the UK, so that's really good. And I just watch any just random episode, like whenever I'm in the mood for anyone. So you don't watch them in order necessarily. You watch them randomly. Yeah, I just watch them randomly now. I've watched them in order so many times. I just watch them randomly. Can you name specific scenes off the top of your head? <laughs> I mean, my favorite scene is when Phoebe finds out about Monica and Chandler. And she's over the street. It's my favorite. <laughs> they don't know that we don't. They know that we don't. Yeah. <laughs> I have a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one because it's going back and forth between them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. What's your favorite episode? Um, that one is one of my favorites. But I'd say the one in Vegas is my favorite. Ross and Rachel, they crack me up so much. They're hilarious in that episode. Oh yeah, when they're drunk and so Vanessa actually yeah. she she is watching along with us, so she hasn't gotten as okay, far. Yeah. So okay, yeah. <laughs> so we tried. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> if, if, you were, if you were cast in the show, which character would you be cast as? I think I'm most like Chandler. We around my family and everything. I'm most like Chandler. Um, yeah, probably Chandler. <laughs> and I'm Monica, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe, the, uh, maybe there's a love connection here. No. He's 17, Jason. <laughs> I, I am 34. I'm 34 years old. I'm a little too old for you. <laughs> That's, that would be the one with the ick factor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Factor. 
<laughs> anyways, anyways. <laughs> and where do you see your, you know, Instagram handles going from here? Do you want to ex continue to expand them beyond other, like say Facebook, Twitter, or you just want to continue doing what you're doing? I've tried Twitter, which is hard because that, that like social media platform isn't as big as Instagram. And at the moment, I do have TikTok with the exact same username, and I'm just posting on there because obviously that is massively in trend at the moment. So, yeah, just them too. We haven't gotten on the TikTok train. Do you have any any <laughs> any advice for anybody who wants to start Instagram fan page or any other kind of Instagram page for fun? If you want to start an Instagram page, you have to first just be dedicated to it. Like you're not going to gain hundreds of followers every day in the first week it will be like really slow going and I also think getting the editing like correct and everything making sure that's all good is also important to becoming successful on Instagram. Have you ever shown your identity on those pages? I actually um when I hit 100k which was December last year um I got a whole group family photo and we all that was my like face reveal. Oh that's ah. sweet. Are you planning to do another one? Um, for those who haven't scrolled all the way back, no, we're gonna put it on our page and then we're gonna see. Yeah. <laughs> You're actually, now you have such a following on Instagram. I mean, that's how we found you. We found you through your Instagram page. Yeah. That it was so fun. Uh, but you're actually now making money off of it, aren't you? Yeah, like um, you get advertisements, obviously, because you've got such a big fan base to post on just randomly advertisements, say for like a friend's t shirt um, or whatever. and I'll, they'll send me money to promote it on my account, like put it on my story, like posts and in my bio and everything. Exciting. Um, uh, hopefully you'll uh, join us again for another episode. We can dive into an episode and get your expertise. Can you do that? Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm down for that. All right. So the Instagram pages are friends underscore fests with an S, right? Yeah. And, and the friends content. Yeah, that's it. Why did you decide you needed two though? What's why do you need a backup? Um, well, my main account, my username actually come from because Friends Fest, the pop-up thing, that's what it's called. So my username come from that. And the reason I've got a backup account is just in case I get hacked on Instagram and I lose my account because it's happened to quite a few people. Like they just get hacked and they can't get anything back. So I thought it's best to set up a backup account like just in case. Okay, cool. All right, good to know. All right, well, thank you for joining us. We're happy to have a new friend, a new English friend. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Sean. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah, All right, see you next right, time. Thank you for having me. Coming up in the next episode of Friends with Friends, the one where the monkey gets away. Monica and Rachel get a surprise visit from a high school uh, classmate, and that does not go so well. And Rachel's ex, Barry, is back. We'll talk all about that and then uh, follow us on our Instagram page, uh, Friends with Friends Podcast. And also subscribe and download wherever you get your podcast and give us five stars and nice comments.